for joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Now, here is the message. Praise God. Open your Bible with me to the book of Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to continue in our series talking about uh, the kingdom family. And, you know, we said, uh, talked about priorities. I said when you put first things first, you remember the thread that we're using throughout all our teaching. When you put first things first, we bring our lives into divine order and we position ourselves to receive God's blessing. That's the first thing I said. Then I said that God is a God of order. Once you get in order, the blessing is going to flow. Amen? Once our families get in order, the blessing is going to flow. Now, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then he said, All these things shall be added to you. And you look up at verse number 30, it talks about the things that will be added to our lives. Amen. Amen. Now, tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about something that every family, no matter who you are, no matter where you were born, in a family where their father and mother was in the home, uh, it does not matter where you were born and just was a mother or just was a father. It doesn't matter. This one thing that everybody going to have to deal with, and this word is called Problems. Problems. You are not exempt from problems in your family. And a lot of times we want to put on uh, uh, th- like we don't have problems. You have problems. You got to have problems if you're in this earth. You got some problems. Now, they may not be the same, but they are still problems. Amen. And we're going to get a working definition of problems in a minute. So tonight we're going to talk about grace to overcome family problems tonight. Grace to overcome family problems. Somebody say grace. Grace. Say it again. To overcome family problems. I say it again. Say grace. To overcome family problems. Now, whether they're financial problems, whether they're relationship problems, health problems, mental problems, spiritual problems, whatever, there are problems in our family now. Amen. Now, I got to give you a working definition of problems. Now, the working definition of problem is, it, is this. It's a temporary interruption in a plan that produces discomfort, discouragement, disagreement, or distress, which must be overcome so that purpose will be accomplished. i said say that again. Problem is temporary. Somebody shout temporary. Say, that's good news. Say that again. Say, problems Problems. is only temporary, and that's good news. Say that again. Problems is only, and that's, let's say it again. The only way a problem is permanent if you make it permanent. I said it again. The only reason a problem is permanent if you make it permanent. Problems is temporary. There are the working definition of this of problem. 
Remember, I'm talking about grace to overcome uh, problems in our family, right? Amen? Family problem. Everybody has them, no matter what level, what condition, whether they're financial, health, spiritual, mental uh, relationship, there are problems. Now, problems are, remember, temporary interruption in a plan that produces, number one, discomfort. It produces discouragement, disagreement, and distress, which must be overcome. Somebody said we must overcome every problem so that the plan of God will come to pass in my life. I said it again. So every problem we can overcome with the help of God so that God's plan. So this is the key word now, God's plan. See, problems don't come. See, people, uh, I, I just, some theologists, just, I just don't deal with. Problems don't come to make you stronger. That's not reading problem come. Problem come to stop you from fulfilling the plan of God in your life. See, if God caused all the problems, then the devil is unnecessary. What he got to do? The Bible tells me every good and perfect gift come down from the Father of life. Come on now. The, the, Jesus said, don't call nobody good but the Father. He don't good. Amen. So now, we got to overcome these situations in life. Now, the first thing, number one, realize because there are problems, God has to give us solutions. That's number one. If a problem exists, then you don't have to get worried. You don't have to be uh, anxious. You don't have to be upset. You must realize that if the problem exists, God has already created an answer. Because a problem cannot exist without an answer. Are you hearing me? Number two, there is no problem that you and God cannot overcome. Not one. The Bible said in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, said, I can do what? Go there for me, please. Go there for me, please. Because these problems got to go. We can't, we can't put up with problems. Amen. They, they got to they gotta go. Uh, turn to Philippians. Look at this with your own eyes. Philippians chapter what? 4. And let's look at verse number. Philippians after what? Ephesians? Yeah, y'all didn't say nothing. Y'all didn't know that, right? Don't be quiet on me now. Uh, look at verse 13. Now, if you read that verse 10, uh, Apostle Paul said, But I rejoice in the Lord greatly, and at last I did care you had flourished again, though you did like, did care you lack opportunity, not that I speak regarding need, for I've learned, for I've learned whatsoever state I am to be content. I know how to abase. I know how to abound in every way and all things. I have learned. I have learned. Somebody said, we got to learn. Say, we got to learn. Say it again. Always be a student of the word. Always, wherever you go in life, always be open to learn. If you're not open to learn, you stagnate your spiritual growth. Are you hearing me? I have learned, E.D., 
both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ, which, which what? Where the strength come from? Right? He going to give me the strength in whatever situation, whatever problem I face, God going to give me the solution. He going to give me the strength to get through it. Are you listening to me? I can do how many things? All things through Christ that strengthened me. Now turn right over to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. See, there are going to be problems, but you got to understand God already gave, given you a way out. God already given you a solution. Every financial matter, every family matter, every future matter, every physical matter is found, the solution is found in the word of God. It's found in the constitution of the kingdom. In the Bible. Amen, somebody. Just like you got Constitution of the United States, that's how people live. Yeah. Come on now. If you violate the Constitution, certain areas, then you go to jail. Come on now. It's just like when you violate certain principles, certain things in this Constitution, you get certain kind of results come behind it, right? That's right. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Go there for me. Problems are not permanent. Problems are what? And they must be overcome in order for us to fulfill the plan of God in earth. See, everything that come against you and I in the earth is trying to stop us from fulfilling not our plans, but his plan. Since it goes back to the, in the Garden of Eden, it goes back now in heaven. It goes back to Ezekiel, I think, chapter 22, I believe, 20, when uh, Lucifer was kicked out of heaven. He said, I will arise above you. Talking about above God, right? He said, I will do this. I will be like the, come on. So when he got kicked out of heaven, Jesus said in Luke chapter 10, I think, verse 17, I believe, I think he said, I saw Satan fall to the earth like lightning in Genesis chapter 1. Verse 1, between verse 1 and verse 2, there, there was a catastrophic event that hit the earth. Because the Bible said the earth was without form and a void. The earth, everything God made was perfect. Right? So now, Satan been trying ever since to cause mankind to follow him instead of following the creator. That's what this whole thing is about. That's it. That's all the whole, this whole life is about, is influencing the kingdom or influencing the kingdom of darkness. That's what this life is about. And on my way of being a kingdom influence, then the king got to give me all the necessary tools, all the finances. Come on, I need to be an influencer. Come on, somebody. Amen. See, what you've been seeing, you've been seeing the influence of the world and of the enemy, and that's the side you want to be on. But if you really get hooked up in the kingdom, come on, somebody, and know that I'm here to influence the kingdom of God. I'm here to be a kingdom influence. Then everything I need, everything I desire to influence the kingdom will be added to my life. Wow. You just got to make up your mind who you want to be. A kingdom influencer? Worldly influencer. That's all what this whole life is about. About all it ain't no it ain't no secret, this ain't no mystery. The Bible is plain simple. Amen. 
Oh, my God. The problem come to stop you. Problem come to stop us, to slow us down, to detour us, to make us think God don't want us to get there. Come on now. Make us start searching, where's our God? Come on now. Look at chapter 12, verse 7, 2 Corinthians. Oh, my Lord. I, I love it. I love this because I'm telling you, God is looking for some kingdom influencers. What's well, chapter 7 and verse? That's chapter 12, right? 12 and verse 7. At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation, a throne in the flesh was given to me. A messenger of a Satan to buffet me, at least I I'll be exalted above measure. What it was when God, God called Apostle Paul to teach the, God, the grace to, to the Gentiles. Also, uh, he was teaching to the uh, Jews too, but the Gentile he was sent. And there was Judaizers coming behind Apostle Paul saying, it ain't that simple. You just can't just receive Christ like that. You got wash, to wash, wash your clothes first. So they still were under the law. So they would come behind and try to, try to undermine what Apostle Paul was teaching. And uh, Paul said it was a throne in the flesh. It was a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Buffet me to strike blow after blow after blow. And look what he said now. At least I be a, uh, a zard above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. But he said, my grace is what? Oh, that's all I need. That's what he's saying. That's enough to get you through it. What have been harassing you? Come on now. What have been hitting you blow after blow after blow after blow? What problem have you been encountering blow after blow after blow after blow? Listen, God have graced you. You have what you need to get through it. Are you listening to me? You've been powered by God to get through that situation. Because that's what he did, Apostle Paul. He said this. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. And you look at the word sufficient. You can see it's all you need. He said, my grace is all you need for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmity that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmity. In other words, Paul said, I shout when problems come. I don't cry. I shout. Because what? In the time of my weakness, the grace is going to kick in and it's going to make me strong. Are you listening to me? And it's going to get me through the problems. See, God will not be just to put me in the earth and leave me in the earth without help for me to overcome every problem I deal with in the earth. Come on now. Why would God put me in this earth, tell me live for him, tell me represent the kingdom, and then I live defeated? Oh, Jesus. Woo-hoo. He will, he will not do that. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmity in a real approach of need, persecution, distress, for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then I'm what? Amen, somebody. So we've been grace. Somebody say, I'm grace. To go through every challenge, every problem I face. Now turn me your Bible right over to uh, Psalm 34. 
Now, you're not going to live in this world and not have any problems. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're not going to live in this world and not be challenged. You're not going to live in this world and things don't come against you. But the reason problems come, they're not designed to make you strong. They're designed to stop you from fulfilling the plan of God for your life. Come on now. I don't need... If the Bible tells me that Christ, I can do all things through Christ that strengthen me, and my strength comes from Christ, then I don't need problems. I need Christ. You, you, no, y'all, y'all missed it. I don't need problems to make me stronger. Come on, somebody. If Christ, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me, read the text. He didn't say you can do all things through your problems. That ain't what he said. See, but theology will have you thinking that everybody got to suffer. Everybody got to go through this to be strong. No, 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 no. No, that's not true. That's not the Bible. See, the reason that the children of Israel spent 40 years in the wilderness is because of disobedience. They didn't have to. They could have made a journey in 11 days. They chose the 40 years because of disobedience when you read the scripture. So the teaching that everybody got to have a wilderness experience is not biblical. It's a good saying. It make you feel good. Amen, somebody. I'm not saying you don't have to. We're not going to go through that. I'm not saying that. I'm telling you, God's plan is that he's going to give us strength to get through it, but God is not causing the problem. That's my point. Amen, somebody. <laughs> Jesus. Look at verse number. Uh, what's the at verse uh, seven? Now, this is my favorite one. Whenever I'm, I'm a. Uh, Traveling wherever I'm at at night, this is my always. You probably already heard me pray this. I always pray this before we turn out every service. If I'm doing it um, before we leave, I always say this. I always say this this verse right here. Now, see, I'm trying to teach you something tonight because you can't just say anything. You got to be backing up with word. So you got to be a word. You got to be worried. Got to be worried. See, see, God is not obligated to to do to to respond to anything else but the word. Here in the word are one, you can't separate the two. Like you can't separate wet and water, you can't separate God and the word. You tell me, I'm in God and you ain't got no word? It's like you can't tell me you, you wet and you ain't been in water. They go together, you can't separate the two. Right? If you wet, that's some water somewhere. Just like if you're in God, there has to be some word somewhere. Amen, somebody. We don't need all that word, word, word. We need the experience of God. How are you going to experience God without the word? Or what you're going to experience is a lot of emotional hype. And that's only inspiration. There's nothing wrong with inspiration, but if you don't make application, you don't get results. Because he said, I bless the doers, not just the hearers. Be ye doers of the word and not just hearers only, deceiving yourselves. 
Amen, somebody. He says here, the angel of the Lord encounters all around those who fear him and what? Deliver them. So he's going to bring me out, right? Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed the man who trusts in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. There is no lack or no want to those who fear him. The young lion do lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack for any what kind of thing? Not bad thing, but those who seek the Lord, watch this, for those who seek the Lord shall not lack for any what kind of thing? Good, Lord, good, God, good, Lord, good. That's what you see. Good things. God wants you to have a good life. That's what he wants. Come you, come, you children, listen to me. I will teach you to fear the Lord, who is the man who desires life and love all, and so forth. So I'll go to verse number um, 17. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and deliver them out of all. Out of, out of how many? Come on now. That's what I'm trying to tell you. God is able and willing to deliver us out of all, but we got to believe that he wants to deliver us out of all. Get away from false revelation or false information that God wants you to be like old Paul with a throne in your flesh. See, people don't understand it was not sickness. That's what not... That a messenger is a noun, person, place, a thing. Right. Are you hearing me? A messenger, it was a people. If you read the whole history there, you'll find out that the Judaizers was harassing Paul. So now don't, don't use that, you know, I got to go through life with this thorn in my flesh. No, you can be healed. Who tell you you got to go? Come on, somebody. It's all about what do you believe? You don't have what you believe. I was telling somebody one day, I said, no, I ain't never been on medicine. They won't never be on medicine. They said, don't say that. I said, yes, I can. What are you, you going to say? That? You don't know. I said, yes, I do. I can speak what's happening now. But ain't nothing wrong with it. If you're on it, I ain't saying, I'm just saying me. Are you listening to me? See, if you're not careful, people will put you in the same boat with them. You got to be careful with that. See, what worked for you, amen. At the end of the day, we're all looking for results. Somebody shout results. At the end of the day, you're looking for results. At the end of your paper, you're looking for will your check, will your check come in a paper? Will it come direct deposit? Will it come on your card? Don't matter. At the end of the week, you want some results, right? right. Amen. He said, I'm going to deliver you out how many? The Lord is near to those who have a, who have a broken heart and save such that have a contract spirit. Verse 19, watch this now. Somebody said many. Yeah. 
Sergi. Sergi. Men is more than one or two. Right? Many denotes of a lot, right? Men are of the what? That word means trouble, trial, test, trouble, right? Men are the flesh of the who? But, but the Lord does what? I how many? So we're going to go through things in life, right? But we got to realize, we got to have a revelation that we're graced by Almighty God, the creator of this universe, to come out of all. Amen, somebody. He said, men are fish. A lot of trouble going to come. We're not immune from it. We're not exempt from trouble, right? But yet, he give us a way out. He said, but the Lord will deliver. That's good news to me. Out of how many? Number three, problems are temporal. Problems are opportunities in disguise. Problems are temporal, and problems are opportunity in disguise. Number four, no situation for the believer is impossible unless he or her choose to face it without God. I said it again. No situation or trouble or problem for the believer is impossible unless he or she choose to face it without God. Number five, no one is exempt from, from storm problems in life. But the difference is how we look at the situation. See, you get peace not based on whether you're in the storm. You get peace the way you look at the storm. See, you and I can be in the same situation, but if we look at it different, it won't affect me, but it'll affect you. So it all depends on how you see things. Amen, somebody. Look at uh, Matthew chapter 7, and we're going to look at this. All, everybody faces storms in life, situations in life, but how you handle them makes the difference. Matthew chapter 7. Y'all all right tonight? So in your family, you're going to have problems, but how you handle the problem makes the difference. Verse number 24. I'm going to read this out in the New Living Translation. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follow it is wise. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes and the flood water rises and the wind beat against the house, it wouldn't collapse because it was built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and does not obey it is foolish like a person who builds a house on sand when the rain flood comes and the wind beat against the house it will collapse with a mighty crush now in the, uh, the new king james said this therefore whosoever hears these saying of mine and does them i will liken him to be a wise man who built his house on a rock now look at the situation look at the same trouble 
the same trouble came to both people. See, in the earth, we're not exempt from problems and trouble. But the difference is of success is how the one on the rock dealt with the situation. He just, they just, he just didn't come to church saying, I went to church. What he heard, he applied, therefore his results was different. So when the trouble comes in everybody's life, it's how we deal with it what makes a difference. Are you hearing me? There are certain things I won't say yet, I won't say now, but one day I'll tell you. And, uh, but when you look at a situation, if you're not clear, if you're not careful, you'll look at it from your own perspective. You'll look at it in the natural and you'll look at it in the physical. And you'll see defeat written all over it. But if I look at it through the lens of God, through the eyes of God, I see nothing but victory. I said it again. I don't care what you're facing. It does not matter what you're going through, what you will go through. If I see it through the lens and eyes of God, I don't see anything but victory. It's how you see the situation. Amen. See, I said, I was talking to Dr. E. I said, man, I said, um, uh, he said, we were talking about certain things. I said, man, probably about maybe twenty, thirty thousand dollars probably would do that. He said, he, he started laughing, right? I mean, why are you going to laugh at me, man? <laughs> he started laughing because he, he saw the situation small because he told me he needed about four million. This is how you look at it. This is how you see a situation. See, what you think is small, maybe big to another person. Are you listening to me? But see, anytime I look at a mountain through the eyes of God, it becomes a molehill. You got to catch that. See, if I see it through my own eye, it's like a mountain. Because I can't overcome it. Come on now. But if I see it through the eyes of God, it becomes like a molehill. It's all depending on how you look at the problem, how you look at the situation. Are you listening to me? Number what number was that, five? Let's look at uh, some, 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 some steps here to dealing with uh, these problems. Number one, know that the problem is solvable. You can solve it. Know that it's, it, listen, there's a solution to every problem. That's number one. You got to get that. No matter how big it is, how small it is, you got to already know there's a solution that exists because there would never be a problem if there's not a solution to that problem. That's number one. Number two, you got to know I've been graced for the challenge. Bring it on. You got to know I've been graceful. I can handle it. Number three, I must define, watch this now. The root cause of the problem and not the symptom. Now, this is key now. You got to catch this. I have to define what is the root cause of the situation. See, the root cause of evil in America is not, watch this, not a lack of education, not a poverty. It's man's heart. See, most people ain't going to deal with the heart. 
What's it? Jesus said, ain't what goes in, man. <laughs> he said, what come out of that mouth? The heart. What's in the heart? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So I was talking to a real wealthy, wealthy man. Wealthy, wealthy. I can't know how much money guys got so much. He said he got a scientist that a friend of his, and he, they were asking about problems and society and stuff, and they said, you know, asking this and that. And now he asked me. I told him it will always be Bible. That's the only thing I got to go with. Now, I ain't got to go with no other kind of book. They're just on what I got, right? I understand what society has produced. I understand man methods. I understand, you know, uh, all these different people who came up with all this kind of stuff. I understand that, right? But if you want truth, you got to go back. Remember this. Don't forget. You got to go back to the original information. If you want truth. Now, if you want stuff, you know, have truth and all that, you can start with yet. But if you want truth, you always got to go back to the original information. That's where you're going to find truth at. And the original information in the Word of God starts in Genesis. Are you listening to me? And it tells you how he made man. It tells you who made man. Come on. Tell you who made woman. Woman come out of man. And brought the woman to the man. They became wife, husband, wife. Come on now. It, original information is found in the Bible. So I told him this. I said, the problem is with man's heart. I said, the heart of man is evil. Unless the heart of man change, no education, no amount of money is going to change society. And I told him that about 15 years ago. I told about 15 years ago. And, I, and that's, that's the truth. Go back to the original information. You'll see. The Bible said, man, heart going to wax. So our job is not so much to change society from the standpoint of education poverty. That's part of it. We, we deal with the whole man. But really, if the heart of man does not change, the man won't change. Are you hearing me? You got to go to root cause. It's a problem, it's a root cause. Amen, somebody. What is the root cause of the problem that you're dealing with now in your family, in your finances, whatever? Uh, uh, and sometimes people think the root cause of them not having finances is they're not making enough money. No, the root cause is not, you know, you're not disciplined in your spending, see? That's the root cause. Amen. Come on, and you know I'm telling the truth. See, we got to get back to the root cause of the problem. Somebody, well, I can't keep a girlfriend. I can't keep a boyfriend. Well, go back to the root cause. They may not even be in the plan of God for your life. Y'all don't like me tonight, I'm telling you. They may be outside of the will of God for your life. Amen, somebody. We always got problems. What's the root cause? Amen. See, now, we can't never, we can't never grill on anything. What the root cause? Might be you talk too much. Might be we need to be quiet and listen sometimes. Might be we think we know everything. 
It might be we smarter than the Bible. It might be, see, what is the root cause? Number four. Determine how the problem came about. Determine how the problem came. Come on now. You, you, you know a lot of times how stuff happened. This is how this problem came about. And we need to deal with it. Number five, be prayerful as you approach the problem. First of all, before you go into it, pray about it or, or, or have some wisdom in that situation. Turn to Philippians chapter four right quick. Philippians chapter four. I'm going to get this out of the living Bible. I like this living Bible. Make it plain. Uh-uh, first, uh, no, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. We're going to look at verse number 6. It says, do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeded, exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. That's awesome, isn't it? And now, dear brother and sister, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learn and receive from me everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then God's peace will be with you. Glory to God. That's awesome, isn't it? Amen. That's good. I ain't going to read it out of the, uh, uh, the new King James. You'll get that later. Number six. We're dealing with steps of solving problems. Now, God's way, because you ain't going to live on the earth and not have problems. But it's a certain way we got to attack the problem, a certain way we got to handle the problem. Amen. Isolation is not always the solution. And people process stuff different, deal with different. But I learned something. I learned something, and a lot of times we say we frustrated. But I learned to operate in faith while I'm frustrated. See, you missed that whole thing. I learned to stand up and teach and preach even if I'm frustrated. Because I do it by faith. I don't do it by my feelings. You got to understand that now. Are, are you hearing me? See, sometimes people say, uh, you know, I'm frustrated. I can't do that. I can't do that. But I learned to operate in faith while I'm frustrated. I still got to operate in faith. Oh, my Jesus, that's a good one right there. See, I cannot let my frustration cause me to operate in my flesh. That's enough right there for y'all. Y'all go home on this. I'm getting ready to quit. I'm going home. Come on, no, no. Listen to what I just said. Now, listen to that. I have to operate in faith even though I'm frustrated. Because, see, I don't stay frustrated, but you get frustrated. You got to understand me now. But I cannot allow my feelings to leave me when I'm frustrated. Do I'm going to make unwise decisions? 
I'm going to say things that I shouldn't say. Number six. Seek wisdom from others who have solved similar problems. And that's the way, watch this, look at me. That's the way you got to separate this. These two words. Private and pride. My Lord Jesus. Jesus, why you say that, Jesus? Why you say that to me, Jesus? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, fix it, Jesus. What, 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 come on now. What, 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 listen now. That's where a lot of times we stay in stuff longer than we should. Because, not because of private, because of pride. Amen, somebody. I've learned this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this to you. There's somebody that God have anointed, have equipped. The inside of them, they have your answer. Because the Bible says this, and this changed my whole life. There's nothing new. What it means in the earth. You ain't the first one. Somebody done been through it. You ain't the first one. You ain't a rich. No, you, no, somebody done been there. Somebody done done that. They done been through that and have accomplished or conquered it. Amen. So a lot of times when I isolate, I isolate based on pride, not based on private. Now, now I ain't saying everybody. I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you because I've learned this. When in, in, a, in, 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 in my life, if I see myself going to a place that I don't know where I'm going, you know, because I always like to be in control, you got to understand, of my life. With the, leading by the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm saying. It's just like a lot of time when you get on a plane, that's why you get fear because you don't have control. You know, you always, you know how you, when you, somebody else driving, you looking over there, everywhere, say, how they driving. You want the wheel in your hand. Because <laughs> we are creatures where we, we think we got our own destiny in our own hand, but we don't. God holds the key to our future, right? And, but this is the thing. I've learned to always call on people who I know that can give me wise counsel. In a multitude of counsel, their safety. Amen. One time I called Dr. Ease about something. I didn't want any money from him. So you got to understand, wisdom is better than money. See, money is just temporal. They're only going to help me to be here today, but what about next week? Come on now, next week coming. We got next coming. So I wanted a wise counsel. Because I understand somebody, took, somebody stole almost a million dollars from him, and he still built the building, and they still going. So I understand he learned something. I said it again. He learned something. Ain't too many I can take a million dollar hit and keep on ticking. Now, I, I don't know too many people can do that. So that means he learned something, right? 
So guess what? I'll be ignorant not to call him if I'm in a situation similar to what? See what I'm saying? I go to God. Yeah, I can get God's wisdom on it. But at the same time, he's been through it. So called the Bible said there's nothing new under the sun. That's why we stand a lot of stuff longer than we do because we call it private. And we're just proud for people. That's all it is. We don't want to face it. And it takes somebody like me to tell you. <laughs> really. It's a lot of pride because that's how I was. I know how I was. I wouldn't, wouldn't go to Pastor Knight with stuff. But, but I, before I know Pastor Gwen, she done went to her. So I got to go up in there to act like I'm, to act like I'm humble anyway. She done went in there and sit down, you know. So now I got to come in there. But I learned, though, there's wisdom that he had that I needed to help me in my situation. That's why we married today. That's why we still married today. See, I could have just, you know, nah, I ain't going in there. We're having this at home. You don't pay no bills in my house. You know how we get sometimes. I did tell Pastor Gwen, though. Tell him Pastor Knight, for, he don't pay no bill here. I pay my own bill. I'm mad like he is. No, I wasn't mad like he is because he had much wisdom. I had no wisdom. Thank God for him today. I'm still married after 30 years. Amen, somebody. So, 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 so we got to be able to seek wisdom from those who have solved similar problems. Number seven, and I'm quitting. I got five minutes. Develop a list of possible options. What is the option? How do I, how do I navigate through this? You know, what is the option? I'm, you know, how do I deal with this? Are you listening to me? Number eight. Ask questions. Come on, you got to be an ask people question. How, how did you deal with this? How did you deal with this? Are you listening to me? Go to God, then go to the people. Go to God first because he has all the answers, right? If God don't have an answer, he ain't God. He always got answers to everything, right? He know everything, right? So I go to him first, then I go to people. Then I design a plan. Number nine, I design a plan from the option that best fit my skills. In other words, I get a plan of action. How am I helping this? What kind of plan of action I got in this problem? I'm solving. I got to have a plan of action. And number 10, install guidelines to prevent the problem from reoccurring. Establish guidelines. Now, I say this when I'm dealing with people, husband and wife. If I deal with husband and wife, I tell them this. If, if whoever called the situation, then you just got to report to the other person. If I'm talking to a husband and wife, say if, say if the husband messed up and, 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 and either the wife messed up, don't matter. I tell the person who messed up, look, whatever guideline they set within the biblical guide, you know, Bible, then you got to follow those. If every time you leave home, you got to call, then you got to stay with that. See, what I'm trying to do is build trust again. You got me? So there got to be guidelines. If there are no established guidelines, you'll never be, develop trust again in, in a relationship. You know, I get, lay your phone down. And make sure she can get in the phone. He can get in the phone. got to be guidelines. Are you listening to me? Because what caused the problem to happen, you got to set up safeguards 
that that problem won't happen again. See, we ain't going to have no problem with a woman or a man in our relationship. That ain't going to never happen. I already know that. Because we got guidelines. See, we, all, we got some absolutes. See, some folk don't have. I said this in a single ma- in class. I said now. We ain't going to be out here crying. They gonna, you know, pastor's going to be crying, reading all the paper to my, you know, I'm going to give pastor another chance. <laughs> yeah, he committed that. Child. I called him in the bedroom. <laughs> no. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm gone for good. And I ain't going to be out here telling y'all, listen, y'all, y'all pray for Pastor Gwen. She couldn't make a No, she gone for good. <laughs> See, you don't have to set no guidelines. I'm not telling you to do it. I'm telling you, when that absolutes in your life, you won't cross that line. If you want your marriage, most folk won't say that because they might, I ain't going to say that because I might just slip. Well, you slip right on out the door. When you slip, you gone. See, that's the problem. Nobody sets guidelines. Nobody got absolutes. Don't never say what you want to never do. Yes, yes, I am. If I don't put myself in that position, if I don't put myself in that position, it ain't going to happen. So guess what? Anybody coming there, uh, opposite set coming that door, I leave it open. Uh, either I, they talk to Pastor Gwen when that door stay open. It's going to be somebody, and you know, now we ain't closing no door. I told them people, I don't know why they go get all these young secretaries, these tenderoners, the guy go get them. All these tenderoners, go get them for secretary. No, get you somebody about 70, 75, that you can say, hey, mama, hey, ma- ma- mama, 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 thank you, mama. You go get tenderoners in them and put yourself in all that kind of predicament. Now you out for the congregation reading all the paper with somebody that told you what to say. Crying. You know, I, I just, you know, I forgot. I just couldn't help myself. Uh, forgive me. Yeah, you know folk going to forgive you anyway because they're Christian. But set some safeguards. I'm not saying perfect. Nobody perfect. But if you got a plan, some safeguards, man, help us. Amen, somebody. So it's a certain way to handle problems. Amen, somebody. All right, I'm out, I'm out of town. I just, I'm thank God y'all came to hear my little speech tonight. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support, love, and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, make disciples, and enjoy life. Please visit us at www.antiochchurchonthemove.org